welcome. Welcome. Welcome, 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 everybody <laughs> to the house of the Lord. Amen. I want to say hello to all our visitors. I don't think those are first timers. Hello, darlings back there. You're not first timer. Oh, you brought a baby. Girl, bring that baby on. Bring that baby on up here. We got to see that baby. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. How sweet. You the mom with the pacifier in your mouth. You're doing a lot of crazy stuff you didn't think you'd be doing. Oh, is she? Is it she? Oh, she's so sweet. They don't like me to hold babies around here. I'm an old nurse. You know what I'm talking about? And she said, oh, seriously? Oh, oh, she knows now. She can tell the face differences. What's her name? Ava. Lord, we bless her in Jesus' name. Give her back to the mom. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. So sweet. Amen. We're going to give her a little prayer cloth to hang on her all day and bless her. Amen. Praise God. Uh, let me see. What do we have here? I got a little announcement. Did I pray yet? See, y'all's going to let me do everything without prayer. Shame on y'all. Yeah, what kind of Christians? Well, anyway, Father, we thank you for this day. You've made it for us to rejoice and be glad in. Thank you for your son, Jesus, the righteous, the one that we love. He loves us. We honor you. We give you this time today in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. Now, for those of you <laughs> that didn't get a chance to yet, last call for Becky's Cake Sale. Um, she's got a few slides. And when I say few, I mean few. Like every time she runs across to Pastor Shirley's office, she has one less. And they can see each other very clearly. So if anybody wants, I'm going to let you run out and speak up now and get your cake. It's only $3 a slice. It's really worth twice that when you see it. But we thought for introductory purposes, we would do it that way and to give people from Detroit a chance to be able to, um, you know, order some too and share with us. So if you need to do that, run do it while I talk about what we have for this month. What do we have for this month? Oh, yeah. We have... Our master prayer manual, $8, you pay the shipping, and for free, you get seven weeks of health and healing, or seven weeks to health and healing. Give yourself seven weeks, and you will get well by faith, amen? You will you will have that. And then after that, give yourself seven more. And after that, seven more, because you never get enough healing word in you, amen? And also... Uh, our radio broadcast, it's internet radio, which means no podcast to those that like to sleep through their opportunities. Caught you. Oh, I'm going to pray for somebody back there. No, but anyway, um, a Monday at 9 a.m., that's tomorrow morning, set your clock. I forgot to set mine last week, and I thought, oh, no. And then Wednesdays at 9 p.m. for all you late people. Amen. They like to run in at the last minute and grab some word. Uh, we're very, very appreciative to the Lord for giving us this opportunity. And it's a real blessing. And pray for this station because they've got some really good people on there. I enjoy their music. It's not always my style, but hey, 
we live in a free country, so people can – my way ain't always the right way. But uh, it's a good station. You'll hear a good variety of all kinds of stuff on there, good messages. Some preachers on there are very, very good. So anyway, so that's the announcements uh, for today. So we're going to continue with our um, message from last week. We started last week talking about hope. And the question that, that we put before God is why hope? What do we have hope for? What's the purpose of hope? And, uh, you know, you might think the answer is obvious, but so many people uh, kind of live dependent on how they feel when it comes to what they want out of life. Uh, many times people don't bother to make plans, and, and especially long-term plans. They'll often work on impulse, on emotion, uh, which changes. And so when you step into God's kingdom, he has a plan. And so this is kind of new for people uh, to live in accordance with the vision of going somewhere, you know, and allowing God to map out that course for you and give you purpose, give you meaning. Uh, give your life a new level of dignity is what I always find that happens. The first thing that happens with believers is they are given a new vision of themselves, a new uh, outlook on life, a new understanding of who God is, and and a new purpose. Uh, you When you're on your way to heaven, you don't live like you used to live because you're on your way to hell. Then. Come on now, tell the truth, folks. So things have got to be different. If you change directions... This is like if I if I was got on a plane to go to to the tropics, I wouldn't be taking a fur coat. So it's that way with us. Once we come into the knowledge of God, we have we got to put on a new clothing, a new demeanor, a new purpose, new vision. You have a new mindset. You got to renew your mind to where you're going now, and and to live according to that that way. You know, just live accordingly and and allow God to to open up a whole new way of living to you, a whole new outlook, a whole new purpose. Um, and it'll be a supernatural thing. It's not going to be something you could have done in your own life. And it's not something you can do now without God. And And what keeps us this this vision alive is hope. It's a little spiritual force call hope and it's very very important that we understand where it comes from when we started out in psalm 22 verse 9 you can turn there if you desire but to sum it up the the bible tells us that we are born with hope to a degree the bible says here he says you caused me to hope when i was still uh on my mother's breast in other words as an infant Nursing, you got to have hope just to to have you know how you think babies scream automatically for food. You know some of them don't because there's a, a way to extinguish hope even as small. Uh, babies can tell when they're loved and wanted. Uh, the example of what's your baby's name again, honey? Ava. Love that. And that's an old school. I like that. That's an old school name. That's that kind of stuff is coming back. But uh, little baby Ava, she could tell I wasn't her mama for show. You know what I'm saying? She let us know. Amen. So her hope is attached to her mom. 
See, if we leave her with strangers, we don't know what her outcome would be. But as long as she's with her mother, you understand what I'm saying? There's a draw. There's a life force there that keeps her going. Amen. And so when we understand that hope comes to us from God, it's it's we're born into it. Um, but there's life experiences can cause it to wane, cause it to dry up, disappear. There are people who are hopeless. Amen. Uh, and you can't you don't you can't really see it in everybody all the time. Because sometimes we think, say, well, hopeless, that's somebody that's living on the streets and, you know, that doesn't have a home or something. But some of those people do have hope. They, it, What keeps them, it, even if they're doing drugs, they're getting up every day motivated to do that. Amen. And so God has to keep us alive. And, and some of us, you know, before you weren't saved, God had to keep you alive so that you could get saved. And so when you were alive, you had your hope was in a certain lifestyle and things you wanted out of life and way of living. Well, when you find God, he changes your hope. He gives you a blessed hope. And everything that you hope now is centered around your life in Christ. It's not the old stuff. And so people sometimes are reluctant to let go of the old life. This is like, well, I wanted this and I wanted that. What's wrong with it? You know, that's the first thing we want to ask God. What's wrong with what I want? You know, nothing except that you want it the right way. So it's hard for us to understand as a carnal person, your, your, your wants are some good wants, some of them, but you want them the wrong way. Many times we want stuff anyway we can get it. And then we don't get it. We're hopeless for that. And then we go to plan B. You know, as life diminishes, amen, you know, uh, we go to plan B. You know, like when people start out the uh, uh, <laughs> crazy song, uh, you know, the singles go to the singles bar and the guys want the prettiest girl in the place till it's closing time. Then everybody pretty. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I all get prettier at closing time. Well, that's the way life is, you know. And the girls, when they go in there, you want somebody that's he gonna treat me right. He gonna give me this and give me that. Well, I got a place. Y'all give you the key. You understand what I'm saying? So you need a sure hope from God. You understand when you what you get from God is certain, even though it may sound fantastic, like you couldn't do it. That's the purpose of you living for God. He keeps it out of your reach. Amen. So you don't mess it up. You don't don't get tired of it and abandon it. God brings it to you. He brings the right things to you at the right time for the right purpose and all of that. Amen. And so when we begin to trust God, we find out, gee, I never knew I would spend most of my time praying or I would spend most of my time reading the Bible, you know, which you never picked up before. And so when we understand that we have a whole new vision, a whole new place, we have to replace the old hope with a new hope. See, when you hope in God, that hope overrides natural hope. Because when natural hope is gone, you have supernatural hope in God that kicks in for you if you'll allow it to. There's no reason for a Christian to walk away empty-handed 
from any situation. Because he, he is the health of our countenance. Amen. So you're healed. He is the one true and living God. So you're connected to the right one. You're not plugged into something that's going to fizzle out on you. You're with the right one. So we were given our definitions of hope and talking about uh, where hope where, where hope comes from. We say it comes from God. In Zechariah 9.12, and, and I wanted to read this because it's very important for us to understand the connection between hope and life and the connection between hope and uh, uh, our potential in life. Um, Zechariah, come out of hiding now. Zechariah, Zechariah, okay. Uh, Zechariah 9 and verse 12. He's talking about how God will return and bring and reverse the captivity of the people. So there's nothing more hopeless than being imprisoned or being captive and not being able to free yourself. Yet he refers to hope in that light. Amen. He says in verse 12, turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. Amen. And so hope really has the power to imprison us. Think about it. Think about some of the times you say, I'm just going to quit. If I don't get this today, God, I'm serving notice. You ain't gone nowhere. You ain't done nothing different. You just lost your mind for a minute. Amen. He just looks at you and smiles and she'll be back. She'll come. She'll come back to herself. She'll be back. Amen. So, so we are prisoners of hope. And this really is what keeps us in prison. We can't quit on what we think we desire from God. You just don't want to let it go. Amen. Sometimes we're desiring a certain thing to come into our lives. But really what we want is, is the, the sense of well-being and the sense of blessedness that that thing represents to us, that we think that thing will bring into our lives. You got me? It's like, you know, well, I always dreamed of having a big mansion and all of this. I didn't get it, but you know what? I'm so content and so happy. I know I can clean these four rooms that I got and, you know, don't have to hide dirt everywhere and don't have to hire somebody to come and help me out and all this. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're looking for a sense of, we're looking for a spiritual force to keep us content, to keep us fulfilled, to keep us in that state that we thought that thing that we desired so much would bring to us. People who are lonely want to be married. And then they look over at the husband, he's got that remote in his hand, and you just keep praying for it to blow up or not work or Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, married people want to be single. Single people want to be married. You know, I mean, it's just, it's life. What we're all looking for is a sense of fulfillment, contentment, um, a sense of belonging to someone. God can give you that by himself without anything with skin on. You understand what I'm saying? We don't believe it. 
and we don't believe it sometimes even after we're saved but if he couldn't be our all in all why would he say he is if he couldn't be the lover of our souls amen he would that means he loves you with your good things your bad things your tantrums your running off trying to buy everything in the store and then returning it you understand what i'm saying the craziness of it all he loves that too he just smiles and say look at her i'm gonna go help her out i know she's just flesh and you think oh lord thank you jesus you speaking to my heart now I'm going to straighten up. And he said, no, you ain't. You said, yeah, no, I'm going to try. Okay, I can go do it. I'm going to quit lying. You you understand what I'm saying? We have this back and forth. That's a conversation you can only have with him. You try to have in money conversations with a real husband with flesh on? Talk to the hand. ain't, Ain't nobody home. Amen. He gets so deaf in one ear. He said, oh, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. What you say? Huh? Serious stuff. So you have the Lord. You have everything. And I'm not saying you don't need people. You know what I'm saying. But I think people come into your life to compliment what God's already put there. Amen. That way you don't drive them crazy. They don't run off and leave you. You understand what I'm saying? So it's all good. But but he is our blessed hope. He is our hope that when he comes into your life, your whole life will be blessed. It'll take on a different meaning. It'll take on a different um, attitude about it. Everything about it is brand new. And it's it's wonderful. It's it's a wonderful life. And so hope really is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. You're looking for a happening when you hope. Amen. So so it, it is an optimistic state of mind. And it's based on an expectation of a positive outcome. So when when God tells you it, that he he knows the thoughts that he has for us, Jeremiah 29, 11, hope for uh, the, to do you good and to give you an expected. And that word expected means it's an end that you expect. It's a goal that you expect. It's a promise that you expect. See, you expect what you want to see happen. And he actually he puts those ideas into our hearts. You don't just come up with good stuff like that on your own. You you come into it based on what God has put in there for you. I remember telling the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, I, I really like this prayer thing. This was I was a brand new Christian. This we hadn't started a ministry yet. We hadn't done anything like that. And I told the Lord, I said, gee, I would like to do something for you like that and just pray and, and have people uh, with me who can pray and do things and and come into agreement because I was so impressed with with the fact that I was in a group of people that prayed and saw results just every week. Somebody had a praise report. There was never a time that we didn't have God doing something and answering prayer. So that just that one deposit of hope that I could do something myself. And I, I didn't I didn't think about having a ministry and being in charge of things i thought about working you know doing that kind of work for god 
And that spark of hope inside of me is is the the light that has has driven this ministry from ever since. Amen. Because from that, I began to see and have confidence that I could do something to make a difference. See, that that makes anybody feel good. Once you know you can do something, don't ever drown your hope with, ah, that'll never happen. Quit doing that. You know, that's just so crazy. Number one, you're not doing anything. God's not depending on your your um, <laughs> efforts. You understand what I'm saying? He he's He's looking for an empty vessel. Amen. He's not looking for somebody who's full of doubt and who's full of fear and full of unbelief. He's looking for somebody that will humble themselves, pour out what they have, and allow him to fill that up again. Amen. And so it's just good to understand that that along with hope he puts in our hearts, he also will will uh, make it possible and equip us to do our part in whatever it is that we hope for. If it's praying and believing and holding on to the word, he enables you to do your part. You're not in this alone. He is the power behind your words. He's the power behind your activities. He's the one who tells you to get up and go do so-and-so. And then he meets you there and, and he allows you to, to enter into what his, he's doing in his kingdom. So when your hope is constantly in God, when your hope is always in what God has given you to do, uh, it will be, it will work out. It'll happen. It'll happen. And I'm not talking about the only things related to ministry. And things of the kingdom, but it is my, my belief and my hope that, that the desire to be used by God will overshadow the natural things that you desire out of life. I can remember when God flipped that around for me. He said, if you do this for me and you'll do this for me first, he said, you won't have to spend as much time nervous about things and praying for things. And, you know, he, and he showed me how my, my efforts, all of my efforts were seed. And he said, just keep doing what I tell you to do. Keep sowing seed in my kingdom. Everything that you do should be a seed toward God's kingdom. You don't need to go out and try to figure out things for yourself. It's already figured out. You know, way maker, excuse me, the way's already made. You just need to get your feet in the right place. You understand? You, you ain't waiting on him to make a way for you. He said, I'm the way. You get with me and you in the way already. Amen. Everything moves out of his way. He has all power and he's given it to us. So there's no reason for us to be fainting and, and wondering and wishing and hoping, all that kind of stuff. He will give us keys to success. Amen. And give us keys to, to understanding how to, to work with him in a no fail covenant. This covenant cannot fail. Amen. Also, to hope means to cherish a desire with anticipation. You got to put some life into it. You understand what I'm, you know what I mean. Just like, I'm believing God. No, you ain't. Now curb that enthusiasm of yours. I believe in God. Huh? You know, faith says I got it. You know, I'm believing God. That's what religious people say to get people off their back. 
You understand? We ain't talking about that. We're talking about real hope, real relationship, real interaction with God, real stuff with God. Amen. Our goals, um, God causes us with hope. We, he causes us to think in a goal-oriented way. Everything we do is leading to something. We're not just here collecting dust and, you know, all that kind of stuff. He gives us uh, uh, pathways to accomplish the things that he's put in our heart to do with hope. Amen. So <clears throat> he gives us finding different ways to achieve our goals. And he also reveals to us our agency or our ability to to instigate change. And people, that's kind of like a new word people use, your agency. You know, it's a, you have the ability to do this. You have the ability, if you will use it, to, to affect change. And what is our ability? Well, we have many of them, but they begin with faith. Once you put God's word and believing God's word into the hope, whatever it is that you hope for, coupled together, you begin to see your hope come to more life after you add faith to it. And the same thing with faith. You see faith take on a different aspect when you gear hope to it. If you would dare to hope for something better or hope for something God has for you, it will cause your faith to be ignited in a new way. You won't even know who you are. You understand what I'm saying? Because when hope and faith combine together, then God can honor that and he can give you steps toward what it is that you're believing him for. He can't do it until you you pin it down on something. I remember uh, asking a woman one time, uh, we, we had gone over to pray. This was in the church we way back when we first started and uh the pastor had asked me to to help him with some of the prayer needs in the church etc cetera, etc cetera. and there was a lady there in the congregation and and uh, we had gone by her house and and I had asked her I said well we can pray with you for whatever you need and you know what do you need from God she said well whatever God has for me whatever God has for me I asked her several times I said you know I think God really wants you to say what it is you know, now I didn't know much about faith, but I didn't feel any move to pray for anything when she said whatever. And I said, it's got to be something inside of you that you really want from God. And she said, no, nothing. You know, she had, she had a husband that couldn't keep a job, five children, and, you know, one that hadn't been weaned yet. And that kid was looking me eyeball to eyeball. You remember that, Nola? Oh, I'm serious. Lady, you got so many needs, you can't even, just pick one, please. You know what I'm saying? And let's do that one. But um, it's amazing how steeped people can get into religion and fear. And come to church every time the doors fly open and have no faith. Just don't believe God's word. Sit there and just let it go by you. You know, don't grab on to anything. Amen. And so this is a difference between somebody with hope and with. And I could see in her situation, she may have felt hopeless. But reading God's word will give you hope. Amen. It gives you faith and hope. You start to look at God's word and you say, well, my goodness, look at all this stuff. 
God's promised here. He took care of Israel, part of the Red Sea. That's the same God that lives inside of me. He can move anything out of the way in order to get me what I want. Amen. And see, when that, when hope, that hope starts to come into you for the first time, that's when it's time to go shopping. Amen. It's time to you get in your Bible every day. When, when you first started understanding, you start getting that glimmer of hope, that life force of God that comes on the ends, that light turns on. Amen. And tells you this is possible. This is something that I can do or this is something that I can have. And, and this is how it starts. It starts with the word of God. It starts with the life of God. That life is his word. When you pray John 3.16, amen, that word birthed your spirit into a new creation person. And that person is full of promise, full of hope, full of optimism. Your inner man is excited about your future. It's that old dead flesh man that don't think anything's going to happen much. Amen. And you just need to just step over him or give him a nice Christian funeral one time and say, I am dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. I am dead to the old life and alive to the new life. God, I'm open for whatever you got for me. Amen. But I'm going to start with this right here. You got me. You got your finger on something already. God, whatever. But while you at it. Huh? Can I have my uh Cadillac Escalade? You understand? <laughs> I'll tell y'all about that. I was I was in the it was so funny. I was in the um car rental place. And I had told the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I'm I'm looking for an upgrade. I don't know what I signed up for, but I I was gonna take a car and get I said, God give me an upgrade. And so while I was in there, the lady had had picked me up in a, um, I don't know what kind of car it was, but, you know, when I got in there, I was like Goldilocks, you know, it's like, oh, too small. She tried it out. Oh, too green. I don't drive. <laughs> drive green. What's up with that? Clashes with, you know, whatever. And and uh so she said, oh. And so I walked past. There was a. a you know, Cadillac, their sedan. And I didn't really want a sedan because, you know, deep knee bends. I mean, come on, the girl's getting up there. I heard that. Anyhow, um, I said, well, I said, well, okay, you know, God, because I know I can fit in that one. So I asked the lady about it. So she went in to ask, well, I have to ask my manager. So I knew what that was. That's the that's the car they keep on lock now until they can jack the rates up on somebody that want it real bad. So she went in and was talking to the lady. She said, um, this lady, these, she can't fit in these cars. She said, is the, uh, give me the keys to the, uh, Cadillac. <laughs> she want nobody else in there to hear us. <laughs> and the girl said, oh, okay, and slipped her the keys on it. <laughs> She looked at me and she said, I want to fight this lady. I don't know what she might do, so I'm going to give it to her. So there was my upgrade. Amen. So, amen. But you can get whatever you want from God. Amen. You can always get an upgrade on something. This this is just metal 
it's just rubber it, you, you understand where god's looking it is nothing to him my one of my kids won't that give it to her you understand what i'm saying that's how he looks at things he doesn't look at things the way we do you know now the average person here and is saying well, who she thinks she is i'm a child of god like you are you get what you want i don't pick on you because of what you drive don't pick on me because of what i drive amen i ain't robbing nobody to get nothing praise god amen so hope comes from god we said that hope is light and it's life and it's mental energy hope affects your mental faculties i was listening to a john g lake sermon and he was saying that he now he was an interesting man he would he'd let scientists test him all the time with stuff just to prove god's word amen he had them put uh, foam from somebody who died of bubonic plague on his hand and look under the microscope, and the bacteria died. He's still alive. You understand? Highly contagious stuff. But he had them, they had early uh, EEGs in those days, and he had them to hook him up. And he said, and I just wanted to see what would happen to my brain if I prayed in tongues. And he said, the people said, Wow, he said, this needle's really going up here. He said, you're in a place where seldom people ever get to mentally. Do you understand me? He said, and and I knew God's power was real, but I had to prove it to the scientists for myself. Amen. And so he says, God has an effect on our soul that puts our soul in a higher state of being. Amen. A higher state of, of, um, uh, you don't want to call it well you know we've all been there where you've gotten high in the spirit amen that's a chemical phenomenon in your body you just don't feel that out of nowhere something has to transpire with the cells in your body how do you think you get healed amen the same way the word comes in and the power behind the word drives that illness out it kills everything that's not like it amen Healing just goes through your bloodstream and says, die, 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 sickness. Amen. And he leaves health into his footprint is health. Amen. And so this is how it, it happens. This, this hope that comes into us from God, you've got to have that. If you don't have hope, you don't want to get up in the morning. If you don't have hope, you don't want to try and trust God for anything. You just get mad about everything. And and want everything turned down amen and so once you get hope god will start partnering it with your faith with faith in what it is that you desire if you want a good career just start to ask he said the desires of your heart which is what's in your heart that you want now this is where you're going to have to fight the devil a little bit amen because he'll make you ashamed of what you want you ever been there you say i want so and so and such and such and you know and, and it's an earnest desire it's a pure desire i mean it's okay with god but once you start to mouth it you start to speak that before you know it the devil's pounced out who you think you are you can't hear that that's for people who so and so and such and such all religion you know know this from day one you're not earning anything from god faith is not earning faith is trusting him to give it to you amen earn or not 
You don't earn anything in God. You don't earn and stopped at the cross or should have. Amen. Thank God you and thank God you didn't get what you you'd earned up to that point. So earnings have been canceled, period. Amen. When you read and study the word, you do it to benefit yourself, to build yourself up. It, don't you feel better when you read your Bible? If for no other reason than whew, I got it done today. Huh? That's a start. It's better than not reading it. Amen. God will get you in there for the wrong motive and make it work out right. He knows we're just dust, folks. Come on now. The longer you live, the more you find out how dusty you are. <laughs> you just start facing the the facts. You know what I'm saying? Say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen here, but hey, I'm working on it, Lord. What can you say? People who have all the all the answers kind of make me nervous. You understand what I'm saying? You got got an answer for everything, you know. So you just just have to learn how to work with who you are, accept who you are, and know that God is perfecting you. And cooperate with him as best you can. Amen? Just cooperate with what he's doing. So we say uh, hope is light, life, mental energy. The effect of hope on the body, we mentioned this last week, it reduces anxiety, feeling of helplessness, and it increases happiness. Well, suppose I don't get what I hope for. Suppose you do. See, the old devil wants to come in there and take it away from you. If he can put out the light, he'll do it. Amen. Don't let him in on your conversation. Just keep hoping. God, give me more stuff to hope for. Put Make my hope book full. Amen. Make my promise book full. The effect of hope, we said it increases happiness, improves quality of life. It gives vision and direction to your life. Amen. When you hope for something definite, it will give vision and direction to your life. Just don't quit hoping. You know, if if you've had uh, struggles, you know, you, you hope to, to get married. One or two bad dates don't cancel a marriage. Number one, quit looking for dates. Anybody else want to co-sign that before I walk out that door? Be faking with me. Huh? You put your hope in the wrong thing. Huh? You was hoping that date was going to lead to something. See, you hoping in you. Because when the date don't lead to something, then you done. Huh? Why? Because we're afraid to let God in on certain areas of our lives. Huh? He's, you scared to trust him to bring you a husband or a wife because the day ain't going to be fine as you want him to be. Huh? I want somebody that's going to work out. I don't want no slobs around. Well, you ain't working out. 
He'll step over you and keep going. Huh? See, we can start out with a spiritual hope and get carnality involved in it. Want to work it out through carnal means. You got a hope in God all the way down the line. Amen. You may not see anything in the natural for a long time. You may only go on one date. And that might be on phone or text. You got me? Everybody looking nervous now. I don't know what to say. Every time I look back, I'm looking for the wrong thing. Thank you. It's bubbly water, folks. Praise God. Amen. You gotta, you gotta watch yourself mixing your natural with your carnal. Because that's what happens to people. They pray for a couple days and they go looking for somebody. Well, if you're a woman, your husband's gonna find you. Huh? All the godly women were found. They wasn't hunting, they wasn't looking. They was in daddy's house sweating and praying and saying, God, just give me my own place to live one day. And then one day finally comes to him. Amen. Just keep living for God. Keep doing what God wants you. Mind your own little business. You don't have to go shopping for nothing. Most people go shopping, come back empty handed. Or in debt. Amen. Or disappointed. But don't let your little carnal searches, you know, put a damper on your hope. Amen. Just repent. God, I I thought this was a way to do this, but I see it's not. Amen. And, and you know, when you go out the house, act like you're going to meet somebody. Poppy, they messing with me out here. Can I get an amen from you out here? He said amen. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. I can keep going. My goodness. But act like you're going to meet your future. Huh? Don't be slipping out there looking any kind of way. You might get any kind of thing. Huh? You want to get noticed by the best. Because that's how you want to live when you live with God. Amen? Praise God. And you young women, don't come home with fingerprints all over you. I might have to do a forensic on y'all up in here. You understand what I'm saying? Cut that out. should know better amen that's right if they get too handy tell them say you know what baby i gotta go home right now he ain't the one he's what i call a sampler look 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 mr ronnie done woke up now he my buddy now ronnie said it's getting good right here Huh? Them professional samplers don't never buy nothing.
And I'm not killing your hope when I tell you that. But I'm telling you hope in God. Hope in God will bring the right person to you at the right time. And while you're waiting, start keeping house, acting like you're expecting somebody to walk in there. Amen. (laughs) Hope gives you a reason to live and get up every day. If you're hoping for a godly spouse, you get up, you clean up, you act like you're uh, readying that house for somebody. Yes, Miss Pat, you too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I heard her hiccup. Right. <laughs> yeah, old boy is right. Girl, get that broom out of wherever it is. I ain't seen it in a, in the you know a long time. Get it on out and start putting it to work. Amen. That's that's called faith. Faith without works is dead. Amen. Well, I do all that when I'm old. No, honey, you ain't going to get married. Not from God, you ain't. You saving up all your energy for when you... I don't think so. You better get it down pat now. Amen? Because some of them single brothers keep a tight house. You can't put a glass down. You, you know what I'm saying? Some people out there. So, So don't give up on your hope. Don't give up. You know, you see young women there in their 20s and, and going into 30. They quit already. Well, I, you know, they'll see somebody who's married. That's why I'm glad I ain't married. kind of hope is that? You killed your hope a long time ago and don't even know it. You're in a negative hope situation. huh? You need a bailout. Amen? Don't ever be glad you, you don't have something. Come on now. And treat what you have with dignity and respect. Appreciate what you have. Amen. God will give you more. I don't care what it is. You think you don't have have nothing. That's what the widow said to the prophet. Huh? Trying to give him a smart answer. God got her though. She said, well, I do have that little pot of oil that got everybody out of debt. You understand what I'm saying? You put your hope in the right things. You always have something to give God. You have you have attention to give him. You have prayer to give him. You have worship to give him. You have praise to give him. Amen. So you are you're never empty. You always have something and you have hope. As long as you're expecting God to bring that thing to pass and you're expecting that prayer to be answered, you have hope. Amen. And hope will never leave you ashamed. When you hope in God, you, you'll wind up with the goods. You won't sit up there and be ashamed that you spent all that time in prayer and all that time in worship and all that time believing. You will have something. Amen. You just will. So hope gives you a reason to live and to get up every day. It improves your mental health and your sense of self-worth. That hope lets you know you're here for a purpose. You're here for something. You're believing God for something. It's going to get better. What you want is going to get here. It's going to be delivered and be delivered on time. So this is why we have hope, folks. We live in a hopeless world. Young people, you see young people talking all negative and stuff and 
and and getting their bodies mutilated because they think they were born the wrong gender. You know, that's a hopeless person. They've given up on who God made them to be, and now they're ready to do something stupid and fictitious. And people are helping them. So this is a, a message that the world needs. The world needs to to understand what hope is and what it's for and to get in hope again. Amen. Hope creates opportunities and it encourages like minded people to come to you. So hope has drawing power. Amen. Nobody wants to be around a deadbeat person. Amen. You know, it. The old saying is easier to 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 slow down a, a runaway horse than it is to beat a dead one back to life. You can't beat a dead horse back to life. You pray for people. You ask God to give them hope, and and you give them things to do that will increase their hope. Amen. David encouraged himself, and he re, when he encouraged himself, he retrieved his hope. Amen encouragement self encouragement retrieves hope once it's lost amen hope has the ability to believe anyway in romans chapter 4 if you want to turn there romans chapter 4 and verse We're talking about Abraham's promise from God. Verse 13, for the promise that he should be heir of the world. Let that sink in. No, it's some of these things that we just read and, oh, yeah, he's going to inherit the whole world. If God ever said that to you, you tell him to go next door or you'd ignore it. Or, But that is who we are. See, we are the final heirs of the whole world when adam was in the garden and the and the devil deceived the woman and they both ate the fruit amen uh, adam was a responsible man he wasn't sitting up there watching her do stuff saying, i ain't gonna do that he was no such thing what did he promise god promise her in front of god he said i'm gonna leave you and cleave to her who was his father when it said leave father and mother? Who was his father but God? So he promised God, I'm going to take care of her. I'm, in fact, I'm going to take care of her so well, I'm going to leave you and cleave to her. And that's what he did when he partook of the fruit that they were both told not to partake of. Now, women, you need to shout because that's the kind of love God gives a man for his wife. Not just any woman, but for his wife. Amen. They love you with a sacrificial love. Huh? That, um, <laughs> I was thinking about that crazy song. I'm not going to sing that song, but, you know, I'm not going to go there. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's some songs that, that accurately describe that kind of sacrificial love. So if carnal worldly people can come up with that kind of lyric for a song, it got to come from somewhere. It must have come from God. You know, I remember my husband telling me one time, he said, I don't get nobody all my money. I know you, you heard me say that before. And, and 
I was thinking to myself and the Lord spoke to me. He said, he said, because he loves you so much, he would. Not me personally, but God puts that love for man in his wife. And he would give her everything. That's why he always fighting you off. I'm giving you. Get back. <laughs> get off me. You know, because in their hearts, they want to do it. I'll wake up. Now I'm sweating. See, I, I'm feeling a little perspiration here. I don't usually work that hard, y'all. Don't do me. Don't do me like this. But it's true. God said, husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. Give himself. Jesus went to the cross for us, his bride. Amen. That kind of love is in a man for his wife. Women reverence your husband. Amen. Your your affection will always be toward him. Women always take you back. I shouldn't say that too loud. These men, you know, they start taking notes and stuff. Really? You mean I can get back up in there? Yeah, you can. You can go home. It's true. That's why we fight those feelings. Don't you be coming up in here. And then pretty soon it's a come on in, baby. I want you to forgive you. You understand what I'm saying? We both fight it. Both genders fight it. And so, but it's there. It, that kind of love is there, amen, one for the other. And so so God has ensured that for us, but the promise that he would be heir of the world. So, so Adam was what? He ran the whole world. God gave him earth to run. It belonged to Adam. And the devil took it back through deception. So God has sent a savior, a deliverer to do what? Give us the world back again. That's why he says, go ye into all the world. Don't let nobody tell you. Don't let anybody close a door in on you. You own the whole world for him. In redemption, we have it all. So it's finally been delivered back to us, the rightful possessors of heaven and earth, or at least the earth part of it. Amen. And so he says that he would be heir of the world. Imagine God telling you that. You walking around and confused. It was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith, whoever would believe. For they, for if they which are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise of none effect, but we have it before faith. Verse 16, therefore it is of faith. That it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not that only which is of of the law, but also that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you. God made him that before Abraham knew who Abraham was. I made you the father of many nations before whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead, brings back to life the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they are. Who against hope believed in hope. So hope can be revived. Your hope peters out on you for one thing, hope for something else. Hope for it to come back again. Keep hoping. Something will show up to inspire you. 
and he says who quickens the dead and calls those who, who against hope believed in hope so hope believes anyway hope is there anyway now when hope hope has an element of faith to it because there's expectation there but when you add god's supernatural faith to what you hope for that's when it really takes off that's when it's sure as long as you're just hoping for something you never add faith in god's word to it it will not be certain for you but when you add faith in god's word to what you hope for that makes it certain amen because god has promised and will not lie amen he's not a man that he should lie and he's he's not promising it based on he could default on what he's promised you we have a no default covenant amen why because the 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 fact that that it's a blood covenant means that if god doesn't give you what you pray for and you believe him for he will take his own life but jesus died already so the default's been paid so there's no possibility that you can't get what you need from god if you keep believing see it's in in it's like um a late penalty like if you're late with with your house note you've got to pay that late penalty but if you ever tell them something like my late penalties have been paid forever and they say oh okay well you send it whenever you want to you got me there's no penalty so there's nothing god can penalize himself for if you don't get something that's been done already so it's like god you got to forfeit your life that's been done already and guess what i raised back up again so you can't kill me if you can't kill god you can't kill your promise because he's holding it amen as long as he's alive what did he tell Noah? as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest in other words you can always pray you know sometimes i would think to god i said god you mean to tell me all i got to do is sow a seed toward the future and i can and it'll come to pass as some he said yeah seed time and harvest is always boy you talk about a sister getting busy huh for sure because as long as somebody's here planting seed a harvest will come from it he said that in the bible as long as the earth is here the earth ain't gone nowhere yet see this is for these people who think it's too late for me to to want this it's too late for me to pray and the doctor said i'm i'm too far gone as long as the earth remains honey seed time and harvest go and sow that seed of health go and call yourself healed already keep calling yourself healed keep calling yourself healed the earth is still here that means you're still healed that that promise will come to pass you'll get your whole healing you know it's amazing what god will do sometimes he'll keep you feeling good enough to function as a token of the rest is coming i'm gonna say it again whenever you you're you're expecting to be healed say you still got symptoms in your body or say you got to take medication to help your condition he will build he will allow your faith to operate and build you up until you can feel functional you can feel no pain you can feel peaceful you can feel confident and you can carry on with normal life 
as a token of if I gave you that much, you got the rest. The rest is coming. It will come to pass. If he gave you a little bit of something, that means the rest is coming. Yeah, a lot of times we'll pray for people and I'd say, well, who has pain and pray for pain? And if I were to know a lot of sometimes people would say, well, you know what? That pain come. I had surgery in my back and and got all these metals in my back and stuff. And and I really couldn't walk good without straightening. I couldn't really straighten up. And now that pain's gone. And I'm thinking like, girl, if I'd known you had all that going on, I never would. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Don't ever tell the preacher how bad it is. Just give me one symptom to work with, and we'll just get God to, huh? You know, Jesus knew how long people had been sick. It just don't tell me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, I'm, <laughs> I ate a burger before I came here to pray for you. You know, whatever. But, but you, you gotta understand that once you have a token of it, God will give you a token of your healing to keep you encouraged, to keep you in hope, to keep you in faith. Don't ever get discouraged once he's he's begun healing you. You got a little bit, you'll get the rest. He's a good God. He's not teasing you. He's he's encouraging you. Amen. That the rest is there. And I'm giving you the rest. If you got a little bit, you got all of it. Amen. Amen. You know, married women know that much. My goodness, we always getting criticized for what we don't <laughs> you know, husband give you ten dollars he got 20 hang around you might get it you understand me and keep your faith alive till you get it amen so hope resists let me see we're first samuel 13 let me turn there first first samuel 13 i want to see if i want to use that one or not i think i want to use it I don't think I like that one as well. All right. Esther 4, we turn there. Mm-hmm. Esther 4, starting in verse 13. Hope has friends. Amen. You get in hope, you will not be by yourself. Because there's somebody, God will raise up somebody else who's always hoping you. Amen. It says here in verse 13, this is after the bad news comes to Mordecai. It says, and the letters were sent by posts into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and caused to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day. Even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, 
which is the month Adar, and to take from them what they had. The copy of the writing for the commandment to be given in every province was published unto all the people that they should be ready against that day. The post went out being hastened by the king's commandment and decree was given to Shushan the palace and the king and Haman sat down to drink but the city of Shushan was perplexed. And oh I'm sorry wait a minute. I didn't get the four that was three. Why didn't somebody tell me? Y'all going to sleep? All right. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't think you had. It says, then Mordecai, in verse 13, then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. He says, think not that yourself, to yourself, that you shall escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. In other words, don't think that this decree does not include you. For if you all together hold your peace at this time, then their, then their enlargement and deliverance shall rise to the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told him to return to Mordecai this answer. She said, go gather together all the Jews that are present in the palace and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink three days and nights. And I and my maidens will fast. Likewise, and so will I go into the king, which is according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Esther knew instinctively that she had people with her. But see, when you give hope, you can begin to gather people together. It'll shock you how much people in hope are looking for leadership. They are looking for somebody to come up and say, I'll be the first in line to do this. And then they begin to gather innumerable people around them. A great army will come because of the hope of one person. And so Esther begins to break this thing open because God has positioned her. And now she understands exactly why she's been called into that kingdom for that time and that reason. And so hope will, will cause you to be centered in your purpose. Once you get inspired to do the right thing. And, and having the right people speak to you is essential because she couldn't have gotten that straightened out by anybody but her cousin Mordecai. They had a relationship where he was she was he was like a father figure to her and she always respected what he told her and he she'd always prospered under his counsel and under his advice. He was the one that got her into the palace. You got me. And so when you think about it. People, there are people who inspire us with their hope, and there are people who add to our hope. And then hope will draw the right people to you as you hope. And so the end, we know the end story of it. Esther was able to go into the king to stop the destruction of the Jewish people, and, and they were able to carry on and be the people of hope. They brought the blessed hope into the world by what they did there. You know, you can't kill off of God's God's inheritance and and he not raise up somebody else. He's always raising up people. You know, when people look at and want to talk about how bad the world is, well, why don't you pray and do something about it? You know, talk is real cheap. It's the easiest thing to point out faults and flaws, but it's hard to get to to get be that person that's going to cause the change to come. Amen. 
Hope expects God to answer. Psalms 38. When you are a person of hope, God is involved. Amen. You you won't get anything without his involvement. Psalm 38. I think it's verse 15. For thee, O Lord, in thee, O Lord, do I hope you will hear, O Lord, my God. For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me when my foot slips, they magnify themselves against me. See, when, when people start seeing you stumble, say you're, you're hoping God, your hope is for, for total healing of your body. People will see you and mock you and think, oh, well, what are you doing that for? Well, or they'll start ridiculing you for false hope. You ever people hear people say that? Don't give people false hope. I used to, to think that myself before I got to know God. Hoping God is never false because he's going to bring it to pass. He has the goods no matter what your situation is. And so when when we talk about hoping in God, that is the ultimate person you go to. And once your hope is totally in him, you will get what it is that, that you are asking for. Amen. In Matthew 5, we'll turn there. I'm sorry, Mark 5. And it's the woman with the issue of blood in verse 24. <clears throat> hope does not stop believing. Hope and faith work hand in hand with one another. When one gets weak, the other one props it up. When one goes away, the other one goes to find it and bring it back into the picture. Like your faith, if, if you say, for instance, God told you he's going to give you uh, a, a house this year. And the year's almost up. And say the year goes by and there's no hope. I mean, there's no house. When, when your hope starts to slip, your faith will grab onto it. And, and faith will tell hope, listen, just because it didn't come when we thought it was going to come, don't mean it ain't coming. You understand me? God, because God has no time limits. Anything could be wrong. There have been people who have been waiting for a, a, a house and then it slip away from them. And they just go, oh, well, you know, I guess it's over. And then one day get a phone call. Your house is back on the market. Do you understand me? The devil can delay anything. We know that from just from reading the word. And and sometimes you 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 get a promise from God and the devil prompts you to put a date on it. So don't let your expiration dates cause your hope to expire. Sometimes God is trying to get us to get off of dates with him, dates and times. You know, he don't like that too good. Why? Because he determines the times and seasons. And God can come at any time and bless you. He wants to encourage us to stay encouraged. When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? Faith in him to come. The the return of Jesus is our hope. Amen. And so he's looking for people who still believe that he's coming. 
That's what he's looking for. He's looking for faith. He's not looking for people sitting up in a mansion that's got everything. That's never a, a, a proof of your faith. Amen? Proof of your faith or are you still believing? Because many times people get stuff and keep quit believing God. Or they don't get stuff and quit believing. People fall out with God for all kinds of reasons. But you want to stay in faith. You want to stay in hope. And when when faith gets weak, hope props it up. It tells faith, now, wait a minute. I'm not going nowhere. We still want this. Where do you think you're doing? Amen. And faith the same way. If if faith, if hope starts to escape, amen, faith says, you know, come back here. We're going to do this. I still want this. You hang around, hope, because I got work for you to do. Amen. And so we, we've got to understand that, that these things work together for us. They are necessary. Hope is very necessary. It will pull you up out of nothing and nowhere. Sometimes people just hope to get better or hope for a, a better day or, or hope to, to wake up the next morning. At least that gets you woke up for another day. Amen. So it's a lousy day. That happens sometimes. That just depends on who's judging it. Amen. You know, you can look at it. Well, I slipped and fell and had to go to the doctor and they had to draw blood and found out something was wrong in my blood. But I rejoice. I will yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. As long as God's alive, you got you got something to rejoice about. You'll get discouraged because you did just say, well, hey, you know what? The devil beat me up that time, but I got something for him. Because before I, I got in my car and got to the hospital, I packed my bag full of tracks and prayer cloths. And I passed out prayer cloths to people in the hospital where they want you to be sick. I went and took people out of the devil's territory. You got me? There's always something to hope for. I don't care what situation they put you in. Amen. Saints get all embarrassed because you're so you're in the hospital. At least you ain't in the cemetery. Amen. You're in the hospital. There's, there's hope for you. You can get out of there. You can get sprung if you act right. Amen. Just stay in hope. Stay in faith. Start telling some of them people that come to your room and say, oh, uh, how are you feeling today? Girl, I'm healed. I'm getting out of here pretty soon. Tell it to the biggest pity spirit that comes in there. Amen. I know I'm healed. I'm getting out of here. This is, you know, yeah, I'm hurting and all that, but y'all got pills for that, don't you? Load me up with pills. I'm going home. Hey, I'm healed. You got me? You don't ever lose hope in what God has for you. Amen. And don't hang all your happiness on one thing. That ain't nothing but the devil. We're never like one thing persons. Amen. Watch your kids when you buy them a new toy for Christmas. By the end of the day, it's thrown over. It's broken, thrown in the box somewhere. Mama, my toy is gone. Where my other toys at? That's why you don't hang your hope on just one thing to make you happy. You ought to be happy already. And one thing will add to it if you can get it. Amen? So, so hope doesn't stop believing. In Mark chapter 5, I'm sorry, I forgot to read my scripture. I got wound up here but it's a woman with the issue of blood amen and she she in verse 22 
that's the ruler of the synagogue. And 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Now, her hope was still there because her faith had something to be pinned on to. See, you look at the end of the story, and you find out if hope was alive or not. It don't say she walked past Jesus and said, well, if the doctors can't help me, that means, or I don't want no false hope. No, she's grabbing onto whatever she could. She still had hope that she would be healed. If you go doing something for 12 years, your hope ain't feeble. You under, it, 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 you're not easy to convince you can't get something. If she's been putting up with that for 12 years, she still wants it. The only thing that, that that's happened to her is she run out of money and run out of doctors to run to. Of course, if she had more money, she could probably find somebody else. You understand what I'm saying? But she still wants to be healed. So instead of her hope diminishing over time, it appears that it gets stronger. Oh, oh, Pastor Bob, don't say that. It's the truth. Huh? Could be. Just a could be. Don't everybody run me out of here. Could be that that's why it's taken long. To increase your hope. See, you ain't down here just shopping for you. Let's get that. Don't get it twisted. You're a kingdom agent. You're an ambassador for God. You got work to do for him as well as for yourself. No ambassador is there representing themselves. You represent the Lord. And he's working something in you that's going to be valuable for him so that he can get his kingdom established in a greater way. So if you're waiting for something, don't count the days and say, oh, I've been waiting on it. Maybe God ain't going to give it to me. Did I? But did I pray in faith? I don't know if I was in faith or not. I was don't go there. Okay? Don't go there. Because if you weren't in faith, get in faith. Get up and act like you got it. That's the best way to get in faith. Act like you got it before you even smell it, see it, taste it, feel it, touch it. Act like it before you get it. That's easy to correct. Did I pray in faith? Yeah, we'll pray in faith now. Let's fix that. Believe you receive it right now. Okay, I got it. Well, you prayed in faith. Get on out of here. You understand what I'm saying? All these little lies the devil tells us to steal from us can get you more, can get you more resolved, more resolve in your faith, can get you stronger in it, to get you into that know that you know that you know, ride or die kind of Christian. You understand what I'm saying? Get you way over in faith and hope because you know it's going to come to pass. You know God's going to do it. God, if you ever healed any, listen, if you can heal Hezekiah on after you told him you was going to kill him, come on now. You never told me that. There's hope for me. There's always been hope for me. Amen. There's hope for all of us. As long as the earth remains, sow that seed of healing in your body. Sow that seed of the word in your heart. Speak the word out so that God can have that to hear and to work with and bring it to pass. As long as the earth remains. Are you got? Can you sitting down on something? Is it holding you up? Well, the earth is still here. Speak the word and expect it to come to pass. Amen. 
You drove your car to church. You expect to drive. Well, the earth is still here. Amen. Sow that seed of faith in God and expect. Don't be sit up moping. I don't know when it's going to happen. It'll never happen talking like that. You don't know, need to know when it's going to happen anyway. That ain't your job. Amen. That's way above your pay grade. Amen. That's God's business. But he wants to build something in you. He wants to get you to quit serving him with one eye open trying to see when he's going to do something for you. He's already done enough for you. I'm I'm joyful just knowing I'm redeemed, folks. You mean you know you're not going to hell and you ain't happy every day? You understand what I'm saying? And we get involved in all these little petty things. Well, you know, God, he might be. No, uh-uh. I'm getting my stuff. I don't know about you. And maybe yours, too. You keep acting funny like that. Amen. I'm claiming yours, too. Amen. Claim as much of stuff as you can, folks. There's nothing wrong with it. You're a good steward. God will give it to you. If you're not a good steward, you won't get it. Amen. But God is faithful, folks. He keeps us in hope because he wants to see faith when he returns. And he wants a people who strongly believe him. Not not them sunshine patriots. You know, as long as it ain't raining outside, I think I'll, you know, I'll be happy. No, 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 no. This is for the people who, you know, the light's been off for three days and they're in there praising God. You understand what I'm saying? The refrigerator is empty and they believe in God to fill it up before the day is over. Them the kind of people he's coming for. And he will keep you in the hope of God. He is your hope. As long as he's alive, you got something coming. You got something to rejoice and believe him for. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and thank you for understanding. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God who heals us. You make us whole. You give us everything that we need. You prosper and bless us every day. Every day we're blessed. Every day we prosper. Every day we increase. Thank you, Lord, for the increase that you give us all, all of the time. You don't take a day off and we don't either. As long as we praise you, we can expect a blessing. So, Lord, we thank you for everything we do. We praise you and we worship you. We magnify you, Lord. We bless and we praise your holy name. You're a good God. You're the best. We we can look no further. We have found him that our heart longs for. And we're so thankful to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You first loved us. We didn't have to come up with anything. You gave us everything you had from the very beginning, Lord. So we honor you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Anybody needs prayer, come on, I'll pray for you. And I'll pray for the people on the Internet, too. Amen, amen.
on the internet. For those of you who are out there, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Savior, it's just a simple matter of the heart. Just make up your mind that you want to live for Him now. You don't want to live for yourself anymore. You can do that. It's a good life. It's a blessed life. Just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I want to live for you. And let Him bless you. The Holy Spirit will come in and start to live in you. And that's a wonderful life. It's a supernatural life. Everything you desire will be yours because of what God is going to do in you. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Father, thank you for the people. I bless them. Father, infuse them with your power. Empower those that need it. Heal those that desire it. Those who are sitting by the wayside. Let them have your power and your anointing. Father, let them know what they're in this earth to do. Give them hope, give them a future, and give them encouragement. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And why don't we do our declaration? I don't have Rona. She don't have me. Can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have whatever else you're fighting. And it don't have me. Thank you, Lord. And by your stripes, we are healed. Amen. Amen again. Praise God. Amen. So decreed. Amen.